I confess, during my years as a CEO, I was not in touch with my EQ like I should have been, and it got me into some rough waters. You know, I have three degrees, including a doctorate, but that's mostly head knowledge. I struggled with personal relationships with my team. It has a lot to do with personality. I now realize how important it is for us as leaders to get feedback that we need from our peers to find our blind spots. And that's the road toward emotional intelligence. This is Hans Finzel. Welcome to the Leadership Answer Man. Thank you for tuning in today. This is a show for anyone who wants to excel at leading others. I promise to give you practical leadership tips you can use this week. Welcome to this episode, part two in a 10-part series on Learn to Lead, 10 Essential Skills Every New Leader Must Master. The E in leadership is stands for emotional intelligence. It's known as EQ as opposed to IQ, which is intellectual intelligence. So we're going to talk today about EQ. What we'll cover in the show is what is EQ? You know, we've had I've had a couple of other podcasts on this topic, but I'm going to dive a little deeper. I've come to believe that emotional intelligence is so very important for an effective, healthy leader. So we're going to cover what that's all about today. I'm going to leave you with four actionable points at the end that you can use to apply what you've learned. I'm going to tell you about a a very cool EQ test that you can take for free online. And then, uh, of course, as always, the show notes are at hansfinzel.com. And let me just remind you, since uh, I'm broadcasting this in the middle of the summer, of course, this is evergreen material, and some of you will listen to this not in the summer, and some of you who are my listeners, uh, like my daughter and son-in-law who are in the Southern Hemisphere in South Africa, it's the dead of winter for you. But it is vacation season, and I would encourage you to download one of my audio books, and you can listen to it to pass the time while you are driving, because people are driving this summer. Uh, so I have two audio books. I think you're aware of the power of passion and leadership and the top 10 mistakes leaders make, which you can get at Amazon or audible.com. Check them out. Well, this new series is based on my years of experience in leadership, as well as input from you, my listeners. And I'm uh, not going to tell you what all the letters stand for as we go along the journey until we get to them, because I want you to anticipate. And maybe you're going to be thinking, well, what does that letter stand for? Thank you so much for the feedback I've been getting. Here's one I just got yesterday from Chris in Germany. Hans, a new leader must know who they are and who they aren't. They must understand themselves in order to lead others. Without this, the new leader will make the same mistake over and over again. Thank you, Chris. I could not agree with you more. And that's what emotional intelligence is all about. And then Joe wrote me this several months ago. In answer to the question, he said, Conscientiousness is a skill every budding leader must master before being able to lead effectively. Now, here's what he means by conscientiousness. The ability to know oneself, as well as what others are perceiving about us, is paramount to understanding if and when to move forward with the proposed plan or how to go about engaging with the varying personalities that compose a team. Great, great words, Joe. I could not have expressed it better. 
It's exactly what emotional intelligence is really all about. Both of these pieces of feedback from you are great. I appreciate it. They're great segues into our topic today. Today, we're going to cover the E in leadership. It stands for EQ. Now, some people call it EI because actually emotional intelligence would be EI. But I'm going to use EQ because, as you know, we've always used IQ as some big, great standard of how smart a person is. And by uh, deduction from that, people think, well, the higher your IQ, the further you're going to go along in life and the more effective you'll be in your career, blah, blah, blah. Well, one of my premises and the whole premise of all of us who are teaching and writing on EQ is that EQ is probably more important than IQ in long-term effectiveness in a job. This kind of leads me to another uh, piece of feedback I just got from one of my listeners, Jordan, in Lyle, Illinois. She uh, wrote me and said, you know, Hans, actually, your podcast is not so much about leadership. It's really about being a healthy person. I love that feedback. That's really what emotional intelligence is all about. It's about being a healthy person. And as a healthy person and a healthy leader, you will be an effective leader. People don't like to follow dysfunctional leaders. And boy, I could tell you a lot of horror stories of people, you listeners who are telling me uh, stories of the people you have to work for. Isn't it amazing how many times people could become the boss? Or you have, they happen to be the owners of the company that you have to work for. And they are so dysfunctional. Thank you, Jordan in Lyle, Illinois, for that great feedback. Emotional intelligence counts for twice as much as IQ and technical skills combined. According to research, performance success is one-third IQ and two-thirds EQ. Emotional intelligence is known as one of the soft skills of work and leadership, which include things like being able to connect with people, to look them in the eye when you're speaking to them, or to be able to walk into a crowded room and connect with others without shying away into the corner. Of course, some of us are introverts and some of us are extroverts, so some of us would be more naturally going into the crowd as opposed to shying away in the corner, but a healthy person has to engage with people. Traditionally, when being evaluated for a job, managers tended to look for the hard skills, such as experience, performing a task where you went to school, etc., etc. And, uh, you know, I had a podcast I did on hiring great stars for your team. And if there's one thing I learned as the years went on is that the people skills and the emotional intelligence were were really where I spent my time when I was investigating uh, whether to hire somebody. I confess during my years as a CEO, I was not in touch with my EQ like I should have been, and it got me into some rough waters. I have three degrees, including a doctorate, but that, you know, is mostly head knowledge. I struggled in my leadership years with personal relationships with my team. It has a lot to do with my personality. In my next podcast, I'm going to get vulnerable about some of those issues that I had. But I realize now how important it is for all of us leaders to get feedback from our peers to find our blind spots. That's the road toward emotional intelligence. 
Let me tell you about two people that worked for me. I'm not going to give you their real names. Uh, One was a woman. One was a guy. And this woman uh, worked for us, and she was amazing. Uh, She had so much gifting, powerful gifting, smart woman, just uh, really knew her skill set well, performed her technical job with excellence. And everybody admired her for her skills in her arena. However, on the soft side of things, she became more and more difficult to work with. I can't tell you how many times people said, you know, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells around her. I have to be so careful with what I say because I know she's going to explode. And she was given to emotional explosions when she got upset. You know that kind of person. We have to walk like you're walking on eggshells around them because you're going to crack them and you're going to set off an explosion. You know, we confronted her. We tried to help her. We uh, we did a lot, but eventually we had to let her go. It was so hard because we had to let her go for the soft side, not the hard side. The hard side was so excellent and competent, but the soft side became unbearable. And it really hurt the entire team. There was a guy also who worked for me. Uh, It's the same story. He was so good in his competent side of things. And I remember this was one of the most difficult firings I ever did. And I gave this person another six months after we had done everything we could to confront him about how he was coming across and hurting people in the organization with, with kind of a brutal... Uh, approach to people. He treated people like they were kindergartners and that he was the principal. (laughs) And I I just remember my board telling me, Hans, you got to let him go. And I said, well, we got to give him another chance. Well, you know, they were right. Hey, can I give you some advice if you have a board? Hopefully it's a healthy board and uh, listen to their advice. I know a lot of you struggle like I do with letting people go. I have a good friend that I'm uh, consulting with right now, and he told me yesterday he's finally letting go somebody that I told him a year ago he needed to let go, and he kept giving this person one chance after another, and finally he's biting the bullet. And, you know, it's uh, especially those of us who are in ministry, it's so hard to let people go because we're all about love and compassion and forgiveness and grace right? We want to give people the third chance, the fourth chance, the fifth chance. It makes us very, it makes it very difficult for us to have that horrible, painful conversation. I remember the day I let him go and he's in his fifties and I knew he was going to have to go home to his wife that afternoon and tell her he lost his job. And, and man, that just, that just hurts me down to the bones to have to do that to somebody, but it was the right decision. And it was because of their lack of emotional intelligence. We are thankful that you are listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Your feedback is always welcome at HansFenzel.com. After two years of podcasting, Hans is starting a new segment, Hans on the Spot, where he will answer your called-in questions. Just click on the Call Me button on his website and leave your message. Or call the number 720-440-2981. He will do his best to answer your question on a future podcast. Now, back to the show. So what do you do about it? If you have somebody, 
or what do you do to help try to create a healthy team? Let me just give you four pointers right now related to uh, driving your team toward emotional uh, intelligence and yourself as well. You need to teach your team about EQ. Study it together. At the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you six amazing books as resources that are just like the standard books on EQ. Check them out. Number two, perform team evaluations. Be careful with these, uh, but seek and solicit feedback. Just like Joe said, you have to find your blind spots from your peers. Be very careful about this process because it can become very hurtful. And so people have to be committed to each other. And, and I think people have to be committed to uh, that this is, this is an improvement process. It's a restorative process. It's a constructive process. It's not meant to be punitive. And I've seen people use team performance evaluations and 360-degree evaluations as a weapon against especially their boss who they're trying to get back at. Don't do that. But you do need to get peer feedback. Number three, exercise confrontation and a developmental plan. A developmental plan is when you sit down with somebody and you give them that peer-reviewed feedback. Here's this blind spot, and uh, what are you going to do to grow and learn? Like one of the leaders that um, I talked to, he said, you know, my problem is I'd go into a meeting. I'm the boss, and at the start of the meeting, I'd tell them all the conclusions about the decisions we had to make that day. And then we started the meeting. And I realized after getting feedback from the team that it made the meeting worthless because who's going to disagree with the boss? And they said, look, could we, instead of you coming into this meeting with your preconceived conclusions about everything, which means you don't value our input, why don't you start by giving us the agenda and then let's discuss it and why don't you listen and at the end we will make these decisions. Otherwise, quit wasting our time with these meetings. And this leader really changed. See, that's what I'm talking about. Learning about a blind spot and then changing. So number three is to exercise confrontation, meaning being honest with people about their blind spots and then a developmental plan. And number four, we do need to release people if there's not major improvement. There are times when you just have to cut the ties. In determining fitness for hiring or competency once hired, many employers focus on the so-called hard skills, including indicators such as aggressiveness, follow-through, speed, being fast and persistent. While these are important issues in hiring, training, and equipping employees, they are by no means the only or even the most important factors in effective work. This applies to whether you're a leader or just a worker or an employee. Incorporation of the so-called soft skills may be of equal importance in determining the types of people to seek to represent an organization. These skills are defined as creativity, listening skills, team skills, being open to criticism, and being a team player, as well as having personal competence like self-awareness and self-management. And social competence, social awareness, relationship management, 
And these constitute an individual's emotional intelligence. If you haven't listened to episode 62, my interview with Dr. Miku Clea, who's an expert on EQ, be sure and do that. And here's a question. Can people improve their EQ? Absolutely. A lot more than their IQ. Now, it has been shown that people can improve their IQ, but I'll tell you what, we know people in, in, can improve the soft side. It's possible that people can improve their EQ and make lasting gains that have a profound positive impact on their lives as well as their careers. When I was preparing for this podcast, Donna was saying, be sure and talk again about how important it is to be a healthy person. I mentioned that in the last podcast, but being a healthy person is so very important in being a healthy leader. That's why soft skills are so important and why their use is mandatory. Research on soft skills, and especially EQ, comes primarily from the secular world and from a few writings coming along applying Christian worldview examples. At the very least, Christian organizations and ministries, I think, should be on par with secular organizations in this arena, because we're all about growing in Christ and becoming mature as Christians. EQ skills must be developed in leadership, in your ministry, in your organization, in your life. In fact, everybody needs to grow in their soft side emotional intelligence. The 21st century will be a century in which companies and ministries focus on soft skills, such as EQ, and they will have the upper hand in all these arenas. As I talk to people who work in companies, it's uh, I think about my son, Jeremy, who's working in a very exciting company in downtown Chicago, and it seems like it's a healthy environment, and people are not exploding and and there's just a real healthy trust factor in the organization. That's an organization. You see, if you have an organization or a ministry or a company full of healthy people, guess what? The corporate culture is a healthy culture. Let me tell you about this quiz that you can take on Mick Uclea's site. It's called LeadershipTrack.com. And track is spelled T-R-A-Q. Uh, there's a free EQ quiz you can take on his site. You have to sign up for his emails to get the free quiz, but that's okay. Uh, it's uh, great stuff anyway. And he actually has an EQI model that you'll see once you take the test where he really breaks down a lot of the pieces of what EQ is all about. I highly encourage you to take that quiz. I just took it myself in preparation for this episode, and it was fun. They don't ask you a whole lot of questions, and they come up with, uh, once you answer the questions, how you stack up with uh, EQ. And, of course, Mick offers a much deeper dive uh, for a fee on his site. And I, uh, for some of you, you may really, uh, it may be worth the money, because uh, especially if you're in a top leadership position, it's a way without being uh, exposed to perhaps uh, issues related into your organization. If you just want an external assessment of your EQ, check out leadershiptrack.com and be sure and take that free quiz. And you can learn a lot more about EQ from his site. Now, let me tell you about some books on EQ. Leadership and Self-Deception, Getting Out of the Box. Number two, Emotional Intelligence 2.0. 
Number three, awareness, the perils and opportunities of reality. Number four, and this is the one that I heard of uh, quite a long time ago, it's called primal leadership, realizing the power of emotional intelligence. Number five, immunity to change, how to overcome it and unlock the potential in yourself and your organization. And number six, the power of full engagement. Managing energy, not time, is the key to high performance and personal renewal. So I would encourage you, all those uh, books are on my website on the show notes at hansdenzel.com slash podcasts, and you can uh, get those books. In conclusion, let me just summarize again what Mick Uclea, uh, does. he does a great job at, at uh, defining what emotional intelligence really is. If you're still struggling with uh, what is it exactly, he says emotional intelligence is made up of five skill sets, which are the soft skill sets. Again, the hard skill sets are related to intelligence, ability to the competence to do a job, uh, knowledge, you know, things like computer skills, technical expertise. All those are the hard skills of a job. And of course, leadership. The soft side is this. Self-perception is number one. Self-expression is number two. Interpersonal dimension is number three. Decision-making is number four. And the ability to manage stress is number five. I think that's interesting. Remember I told you those two stories about the woman and the, the man, both who were very valuable parts of our leadership team that we had to let go. And in both cases, well, in the case of the woman especially, she could not manage stress. In the man's case, it was a breakdown of interpersonal dimension, his ability to relate to other people. Developing these skill sets will affect how you manage your behavior, navigate social complexities, and make personal decisions that will achieve positive results. Emotional intelligence. That's why I chose this as one of the top 10 essential characteristics and traits that you really need to pay attention to as a new leader. Okay, four action points. Here's four things you can do with this information today. Take the EQ quiz at leadershiptrack.com, and that's spelled T-R-A-Q, leadershiptrack.com, the free quiz. Number two, read a good book on EQ. Check out the six that I listed at my show notes at hanstenzel.com slash podcasts. Number three, perform team evaluations. Since emotional intelligence includes reality testing, it'd be helpful to seek validation from your peers, coworkers, friends, and even family members. How do others perceive you? Feedback from others is essential for personal growth. Now, I know it's a dangerous arena, and in fact, my next podcast, the A in leadership stands for accessibility and vulnerability. And I'll talk about how to how to do that and, and some of the pitfalls, but how important it is to open yourself up to feedback from others. So you need to do that. And the best way to do that is to include everybody. So if you just make it mandatory, the, the whole team will be evaluated. That worked. That's what we did in, in our ministry. We just made it um, 
mandatory for everybody in leadership. And so nobody gets singled out. Everybody goes through the same process with the same questions and the same steps. Number four, final actionable point. Listen to podcast episode 31 and 42 with Dr. Henry Deneen, who did his uh, doctoral dissertation at Denver Seminary on emotional intelligence. You know, not a lot of Christian writers have really delved into EQ. It's been mostly secular and all, other than, of course, Mick Euclea, uh, as a as a believer, a brother in Christ, is doing a lot of good work in EQ. But the six books I mentioned on EQ are all related to a generally a secular audience. Nothing wrong with that. We can learn a lot from that. But listen to uh, podcast episode 31 and 42. And also, you might want to listen to 62 as I mentioned, with Mick Euclea. There you have it. The E in leadership stands for emotional intelligence. Next week's podcast is brought to you by the letter A. Sounds like Sesame Street. A stands for accessibility. And I'm going to talk about being an accessible leader and a vulnerable leader. Hey, I hope you enjoy the show. Uh, Look for the upcoming shows on Learn to Lead. 10 essential skills every new leader must master. And if you like the show, would you please do me a favor and tweet it and share it on your Facebook page. Uh, Give me a like, give me a tweet, give me a shout out. I'd appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening. This has been Hans Finzel. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Answer Man. Remember that leaders make great things happen. We can always take our leadership to the next level. I hope you keep listening and learning and that you go out there this week and make a difference with your leadership.